たせだな Welcome to the AtCast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I am your underground golfer lesbian, Soup. <laughs> And I'm your badminton playing salaryman, Renu. This week, AT stands for Absolute Territory because we will be wrapping up finally the spring 2022 <laughs> season. But before we get into that, what have you been up to, Renu? It has been. <laughs> Me- Quite some time since we have,、um, yes. not since we've spoken to each other, but since we have recorded an episode, certainly. Yes,、uh, that was all、uh, my fault, guys. Sorry about that. You can, you can place all the blame on me. I, I disappeared to the moon for like over a month. <laughs> yeah, I thought we would be able to get、um, at least some stuff like recorded and queued up,、um, but it just kind of wasn't in the cards,、um, mostly because of the anime schedule. That was really what kind of did it.、Um, most things that we wanted to、uh, do were, were ending like on the day that you were leaving, so we couldn't really watch them. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it was yeah, either ending when I was leaving or essentially like a little bit after. Um, so it was just unfortunate timing.、Um, but、uh, we're here now. <laughs> Long <Yeah> . awaited. <laughs> yeah.、Um, but yeah, basically,、uh, long story short, I was out of the country.、Um, uh, partly for vacation reasons, but also mostly for family reasons.、Um, Uh, taking care of a bunch of family stuff, but、uh, also my brother got married, so we went、ah, over to. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations.、Yeah. Um, <laughs> Re- Renu's. I, I don't know if it's like an older brother or a younger brother. Yeah,、actually. he's my older brother. <laughs> okay, all right. So Renu Aniki. <laughs> Aniki. <laughs> yeah, my Aniki got married.、Um, so we got to meet、uh, his wife's family and everything. It was a big old celebration. And then we got to meet up with all of my family and extended family, too. It was just this big old shebang.、Um, nice. And yeah, since it was overseas, that's why I wasn't really able to record or do anything really other than just disappear. <laughs> yeah, Renu just kind of disappeared for a month and we're like, hmm, I hope she's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a ton of fun. I got to、uh, travel to Singapore and to Vietnam.、Um, mm, nice. So I got to eat tons of tropical oh, food. Oh, I bet. I bet、such. the food was so good. <laughs> it was so good. And oh my gosh, you can get all of these, like, you know, like dragon fruit and like mango yeah, and jackfruit,、right. all this kind of stuff. It was like so dirt cheap. You could get like a whole bag full and it would be like maybe like a couple bucks, if that. <laughs> Whoa, so I、delightful. got to eat tons of that kind of stuff.、Um, and my family was very, very. Uh, warm and welcoming. They took us everywhere to all the sites and all that kind of stuff. We went to the mountains, we went to the beach, we went to the north, we went to the south. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that was 
that was what I was up to. I was very, very tired when I came back, and then I had um, uh, three weeks of conventions, and then that's why we're only just now <laughs> getting to record. <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, I have, man, God, it's been so long since since we like talked about anything that I like that don't even all of the stuff that like I I would have probably had in in the bucket has like sort of just fallen out of my brain. Um, <laughs> like I I have I have I think been up to stuff. Um, I decided um uh or, or rather I, I should say um my uh friday D group has decided to start playing pathfinder second edition which is really exciting so we're all learning that Ooh. system um together um and there are um it has been it's been a little slow going um just because none of us are really that familiar with uh, with the system um but it has been uh, an interesting experience. I've actually, um, I have, I have things that I like about the system much better, and then things that I think are about the same, and then um, some stuff that I think is is, if not worse, more annoying, um, because because the system is more granular. But um, I've been, in, I, I mean, we've been enjoying it. I mean, we're having a good time, so um, can't really say much about that, to be honest. Um, because we only just started, so we have been, um, we've been playing for a couple of weeks now. Uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited because, uh, soon, you know, uh, once we kind of have a, a better grasp of the system, you know, obviously everything's going to go a, a little bit faster. We can kind of really get back into the flow of like, you know, what a game is like. Um, I have a lot of, uh, fun stuff planned that obviously I can't throw at, at level one characters, but you know, you <laughs> wait a little bit, and then, uh, and then you bada bing, bada boom, you can you can send them on their way. Um, you could throw it at them. You just have to make sure they somehow survive. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's no fun. You know, you want to survive your encounters. <laughs> so, um, aside from that, we got a a new kitty. Um. Yeah, she's, uh, she's actually an an old kitty. Um, so uh, Gwen's mom is moving uh, out of the state, um, and so uh, she was like, you know, uh, I don't really want to move. Um, I don't really want to move my my like twelve year old cat across the country. I don't think she. I don't think she'd be very happy with that. Um, uh-huh. So we did the shorter thing and took her down here to where we live. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we've been, um, getting her acquainted with the house. She's been here for, um, a, a little bit more than a week now. Uh, unfortunately, she and Philip do not get along very well. Um, Philip is very friendly, and, uh, and Cookie is not. Um, she's, she's a, a little, little old lady tuxedo. Um, I, so she has lived with dogs before, but she hasn't really lived with, um, any cats as far as I know so she feels um, very threatened by, by this by this large boy that wanders in um, sometimes um, so we <laughs> usually keep we usually keep the, the door closed you know they they don't get along super well like Philip is pretty friendly but you know I, I think I think he's like 
he's becoming unfriendlier because she's being really unfriendly to him. Oh, like he's just really no. curious and interested, but she keeps just like hissing and growling at him, and he like he's like I'm I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to react to this. <laughs> yeah, which is which is sad. I think I think um obviously this was was always going to be a concern and um we're going to keep trying to introduce them to each other. But like, you know, Philip's like a young boy, he wants to play all the time and you know, Cookie's an old lady, she doesn't really you know, she she doesn't really care for when like you know she's like swishing her tail, and Philip's like, "Ooh, but tail!" Oh right? no, it's the worst. It's like the worst. Cats are like so interested by other cats' tails. <laughs> we have that kind of situation too when our kittens go after our older cats. Yeah, who are just moving their tails, and then they promptly get growled at or swatted at <laughs> yeah, by the older poor cat. babies. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so far, Cookie has only been able to stay in our room. Um, mm-hmm. We usually keep the door closed. We try to introduce them to each other every like couple of uh, every you know, it used to be every couple of days. Now we're kind of giving it a shot like every day. We'll adjust that as necessary um, until she's kind yeah. of more used to more used to him. Um, I feel yeah. I feel bad for Philip because he he's just he just wants to play. He just you know he's a baby. Yeah, um, yeah, he doesn't know. And he's never he's never experienced such such harshness in his life. Nobody yells at him except for when we <laughs> yell at him. Oh well, they'll though they will eventually work it out. I I'm positive that they will. It doesn't I, sound like either I hope of them so. is like they, neither yeah. of them is like intentionally like being super aggressive and like. You know, no. like seeking out the other, they just kind of yeah. like are having trouble getting used to the situation. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, like the the problem is that Philip is very friendly, so he like kind of trots after, um, and right, and, yeah, like, gets close to gets close to people, and yeah, uh, yeah he really, uh, like, she really just does not like that. Um, yeah, and she obviously, you know, um, is adjusting to to living in a new place. I think she's just kind of getting her her appetite back up. Um, oh. Yeah, not that she ever really ate like terribly much to begin with, but she's also she's also very sedentary. You know, like she doesn't really move a lot. Um, but every time she's tried to explore the house, Philip has like come running in, like, "Hey, hey, you want to play?" And she <laughs> doesn't like that. No, I'm here to show you around. <laughs> yeah, which is which is really sad. Um, because obviously we'd like her to explore the rest of the house. We'd like them to get along, but um, I I suspect it will probably take a a little while. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, unfortunate, yeah. but that's just the way that it is. Yeah. All right. So, uh, in the time that that Renu has been gone, um, I took up playing Final Fantasy fourteen, um, <laughs> and I have since played yes. through the. Uh, I have since caught up to the main story quest of Final Fantasy fourteen. It took ah. um pretty much pretty much the length of time that Renu was gone. Um, <laughs> of just playing like you know a couple hours a day. Uh. Uh, and, and you know what? It was it was really good. Um, I will say yeah. that I do think that it is not necessarily for everyone, especially if it's like really really hard to to get through um, the the base game, um, which is where a lot of people kind of get caught up um, because because of Realm Reborn. You know, it's it's really really old and the story is very like kind of whatever, right? But mm-hmm. the thing is that it's like 
it has given me an appreciation for like ultra long form content, right? Just like stuff where there's just so much of it that it it is able to build on itself in a in a, a good way. I also think that um some of like I think that the writing of Final Fantasy 14 is just like so top-notch good. I think it is some of the best game writing um in in like I, like I, I last like five years or so I guess um <laughs> just like what it has like built up into and how they brought that stuff to a conclusion the way that they hammer home themes like all of that stuff was so so good and yeah. it has been quite some time since I have I've just like enjoyed myself um in a game so so deeply um yeah now obviously like you know if if it's not that interesting to you, you know, you don't have to play it. I think it is um I'm very happy for having played it and I think it the game itself is very aware of what it is and that makes it better at telling its own story, which I think is really mm-hmm. cool. Um Yeah, and there's just there's just really nothing like it, you know. Um but it has it has uh really given me uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving, because um, obviously, like I enjoy <laughs> also the gameplay of it. Um, there's a reason that I, I I keep playing it even after I've caught up to the main story. But there's like a lot of other side content, right? Um, yeah. There's like the main story quest, but there's also like you know in the post patches and stuff. There's you know uh, trials and dungeons and stuff uh, and raids, and they all have their associated storylines, and it's it's all good. It's all good. Um, well, some of it's better than other stuff, <laughs> to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. Uh, yeah. I mean that. That's basically what has. I was like, man, it feels like there's like just a void in my in my life, <laughs> you know, two months, and it's because I I dumped all of my life into Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> it's like that's weird. It feels like feels like um, there's something I've I've I forgot about. I yep yeah. It was Final Fantasy fourteen. Having played through the whole thing, that that was what I forgot to mention. <laughs> That would that would consume that amount of time or more. I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So um, so. that was that was great. That was great to occupy my time. Um, I didn't end up streaming more of it just because, um, you know, it was something that I kind of wanted to like uh turn off and play. Right. Um, like I, yeah. I was playing with some of my friends um in the same like voice channel. So like, uh, it's not like I was completely off. Um, but it was very nice to just have something that I could, I could play for, for myself, which is, which is obviously always really great. Um, but yeah, so the thing is, um, I have played a lot of Final Fantasy 14. Uh, that is primarily what I've been up to. Um, (laughs) but there is one more thing that I want to talk about before I get, before we get into spring 2022 anime. And this is about anime, but so recently um, Renu, you and I got together with some of our friends and watched the Made in Abyss movie. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> and like, um, <laughs> so like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. So like, anyone? Okay, first of all, big spoilers. But uh, also, um, anyone who's watched season one of Made in Abyss can get a really good impression of the anime, but also kind of see the direction that it's going, especially towards the end of mm-hmm. the uh, season. And 
if you are interested in watching the movies, I would say like huge content warnings for that kind yes. of that so level of huge, uh, stuff. Huge, yeah. huge content warnings for yeah. uh, child abuse, um, amputation, gore, body horror, human experimentation, just like the whole gamut of awful yes. things. Yeah. Um, and uh, the movies take that and make it even darker um they it it exacerbates it by quite a bit um and i think that that's kind of like the fans of maiden bis as in the people who have kept up with the manga and are keeping up with the anime and the movies are down for that kind of thing but if you're kind of just like a casual fan um and the horror in the first season really skeeves you out i can't safely recommend the movies <laughs> no okay so here's, here's the thing right is that i think that the first season of the anime uh-huh. has moments where um you see the very like um the very grim harsh realities of of the abyss um yes and i think it works pretty well in the first season um, it's brilliant, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. it it works very well. It feels like it's it's meaningful and impactful, and that it's actually like uh, it kind of is playing into this like coming of age story. Um, the problem with this arc is that there is almost a little bit too much like relish in yeah in the the gruesome aspects of it like the thing is that um this feels it feels a lot less like um the kind of coming of age adventure story that um season one was and it feels more like watching the like a fucked up animated saw movie like the (laughs) thing is like you can kind okay this is not to say anything bad about Saw or the people that watch it, because I think media like that has its place, and I think it is completely fine to enjoy that kind of stuff. Personally, I don't like it, right? But, like, you know, my, my tastes are not going to be everyone's tastes. But, like, the the sort of stuff that happens in Made in Abyss is, like, just kind of especially heinous in, like, a really stomach-churning way. Like... Like very, 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 very big content warnings. I would just skip like five minutes ahead if you if you don't want to listen to this. Um, I'll give you I'll give you like five seconds um, to do so um, starting now. So like the the problem is with Made in Abyss is that like all of the terrible stuff is happening to children. And it's yeah. just kind of especially stomach turning because, um, and it's something that feels a little bit like on purpose because it has it is to on do, right? Um, it has to do with the uh, the kind of other themes uh, in in the piece, um, but like. You know, all of the stuff that happens uh, in the first season with uh, with Nanachi and Midi, um, all of that gets, like, really cranked the fuck up um, in this movie. And, like, you watch, like, not one, but at least two different, like, amputation sequences. Like, there's a weird piss sequence. Um, I just, I cannot like me as a person I really just can't stomach watching that kind of stuff. I think f- for a lot of people like um 
especially if, you know, like stuff like gore or guru doesn't really bother you. Like that's fine, whatever. But like, I just, I can't, I can't. It makes, it make it turns my stomach physically in a way that like makes me so deeply uncomfortable that I like don't want, right? Like, I think it is okay to be made to feel uncomfortable in, um, in certain ways. I just, I'm not sure about the value of this necessarily. It, it feels it feels almost like the author is like enjoying the suffering of these children like a little bit too much a little bit more than i would i would have liked right and like obviously yeah. you know at the end of the day like this is like a fictional piece right it's not actually hurting anybody um it's not even like it's like child you know like lolly stuff right um even though there is kind of like a weird hint of that um there's like a weird aspect of that where it's just like oh yeah you you see the the you know his his pp gets big when we touch him and stuff and i'm like i, I, no, no, I, I didn't it, need it, that it's it's strangle line i i kind of want to say that it is in that territory but like it doesn't go like so deep into that territory that that's all it is right about. right 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 i think <laughs> i think it's it's straddling that line and obviously yeah. i feel like i feel like you can infer some sensibilities about the author but at the same time like the piece itself is also it kind of speaks for itself in in that like what you see is what you get um mm-hmm. like as far as like the content goes like it doesn't it doesn't really imply like sexual abuse really um but there is a lot of just like you know other jacked up shit in there right and it's like you know not to yeah. Ca- yeah but like it was it was not for me and it was not comfortable to watch and um i think if you have watched the first season and you kind of know the content just know that you're going to get more of that um yeah. it has it has really turned me off of watching more which is really funny because it seems like um, what really surprises me about Made in Abyss is how much mainstream appeal it seems to have. Like, a lot of people seem to really like it. Um, and, like, that's, that's fine and, and interesting. And, uh, that's, that's, like, fine and cool or whatever, right? I'm just, like, it's just, like, weird because, like, it feels like I'm watching a, I'm, I'm watching, like, a train wreck with a bunch of red flags planted in it. And, like, nobody can see them and like to be fair in season one when we watched it we were like oh there's there's some stuff but like it was like the plausible deniability of season one was like oh yeah you know it's like it's kind of whatever right um but but like now i'm just like ah oh no it's like (laughs) it's like worse in retrospect actually ah yeah yeah um i i would say uh i i think I I don't know whether the mainstream appeal is due to the first season of the anime or if it's just because people like the this type of story. I can't imagine well, that so, that would be the case. So but. okay, um, this is this is what I will say is I do think that like the sh- um the story itself is not without merit. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I course, think yeah. I think that especially. Um, uh, all of the supporting characters uh, and the antagonists, especially, are written in such a such a deeply disgusting but compelling way. Um, 
you know, you you get this uh, in in season one with um, with Ozen. I think there's a sequence where she like you know breaks like one of the children's limbs or something so that they won't continue further on. But you kind of understand where that's coming from. But then she's like, oh, but let me tell you about fucking Bondrude. That guy's a nutcase. Um, and then you get down there and you're like, oh yes, this is the worst. And then like he just continues to live after after the <laughs> after it. Like he dies <laughs> oh, yeah, a bunch of yeah. times and then yeah, he's just like. Yeah. Anyway, it's all cool. I'm still here. Um, and uh, you guys can continue down, and I have no problem with that. And, and we're like, we have major problems with you still being alive. Yeah, we don't, we don't, first of all, we don't need your blessing to continue. And second of all, uh, why you, that you had, they had two con, like two quote unquote final conflicts with him at first. They had this plan and it worked out and then it turns out, oh my gosh, they found out that it's not going to work. And then the final confrontation where, again, it didn't work. Um, yeah. And they just have to, they, they literally, I mean, not literally, but like, Nanachi says the equivalent of, we've come to an understanding, we just- Right, and it's like, have you though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that that is the case. Uh, this man has committed- Worse than war crimes, I would say, against many, many children. And you're saying like, you've come to an understanding. <laughs> this is this is what frustrates me about Made in Abyss. Because I think that the writing itself is good. I think it's actually pretty stellar in many regards. Um, and I think that the problem for me is that the the antag like um, Bondred, the ma- the main antagonist of this uh, of this season of this arc. Um, is a really compellingly evil character except for the fact that like all of this weird like turning children into juice boxes thing like exists like okay don't don't get me wrong i think that um the revelation of what uh of what that is and why it is makes sense within the universe of the world i'm not saying it's not cohesive right I personally don't think we needed to have to witness it from the perspective of the child being turned into a juice box, right? Like, we know it's bad, and everything, all the sequences that happen after tell us it's bad and horrifying without us having to actively watch the child be, like, surgically ripped apart. I just, like, no, 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 no! No, 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 no. I don't want to watch it. I do not like it, Sam. I am. Yeah. So it's like th- three points. One is that the movie actually did some work to try and yes, make this, this content more digestible. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so the manga or the webtoon goes far more in depth with these scenes, these ex- especially the disgusting, explicit scenes, right? Um, Two is like for sure this is supposed to be like a mark like a a, a a mark in the story where uh you they're they're basically crossing the threshold between where you can stay right. a human and when yeah. you, for sure you will when if you'll become a monster or, or whatever the abyss mm-hmm. turns you into right you you will no longer be human and so that's what Von Drude is supposed to represent he's supposed to represent that. Kind of like the border, but also the the being that right. goes back like, and forth between them, and you see the consequences of that. Yeah, I was gonna say like it kind um, of um it like thematically everything in the show makes sense, right? 
Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, yeah. The fact that um the fact that you know uh obviously like you know as a coming of age story, right? Once you cross the uh, once you cross the threshold into um you know not being innocent anymore and kind of being aware of of the horrors of the world, right? You can never return to being a child, right? So it's kind of like, you know, once you pass this threshold, you lose the ability to to be a child anymore, right? You're growing up. Um, but it's just caked in all this like weirdo stuff. Yeah, and that that's basically my third point is that it if it's already this bad, right? We had an escalation, obviously, from season one to to this, right? Um, to this movie, and if after this point it's only going to get worse, do you want to continue watching? And of course, a lot of people like you and me are are we're already skeeved by season one and <laughs> we were and everything was just worse it, everything became got, worse <laughs> the last um, like the last like half hour of that movie was just screaming it was like <laughs> it was just five people screaming we were like ah no 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 there's a lot yeah, of weird, like, the- pe- okay, there's a lot of weird penetration <laughs> stuff also, right? Oh, don't, <laughs> no, no, no. Lots of, lots of belly buttons being probed in a way that is not, uh, not Don't say, don't just launch that into the audio ether. <laughs> I'm sorry, the people deserve to know. Uh, yeah, uh, it, um, well, I don't want to dwell on it too long, but, yeah, uh, yeah. essentially, uh, I this movie did leave us rather speechless at the end. Um it apparently it the arc wraps up in the in basically the same way as it does in the uh original work. Okay. Which is it does leave off on that happy go lucky, let's go on let's continue on our adventure uh shtick. Uh-huh. And um and yeah, Rico's wearing the the, 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 the heart. Of, well, it's a representation of the heart of the yeah. child that became I mean, a juice box, and so I, um, <laughs> yeah, there, there, it was just a lot. It was so much. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I will say just in general that the movie is animated beautifully. Oh yeah, um, it's it's gorgeous. The music is is so so good. It's like continues of, to be stellar. Yeah, some <laughs> of some of the best like uh, like audio composition work out there in, in terms of anime. Yeah. Um, yeah, the production value of of this you know of this series is really really good. Um, like even season one of the anime, the televised anime, the the production value was like really stellar. Um, the the soundtrack by uh, Kevin Penkin specifically really stands out as being something mm-hmm. that a lot of people remember. Yep. But the the thing that I mean, it's just it's just kind of like an elephant in the room where everybody's like delicately <laughs> dancing around the fact that like um the author probably enjoys depicting these scenes a little bit too much right like and then like the the thing is like it would be weird if that stuff never came up again like if that was just the end of it and everything else past this was just a happy-go-lucky adventure um with like an emotional conclusion or whatever that would be bizarre but it would also not be 
great if it continued, right? And like, okay, this this is like where your personal mileage will vary. Everybody has a different personal tolerance for this. Personally speaking, it is difficult for me to continue watching this. One, because of the actual content that I'm I'm bearing witness to, um, which which turns my stomach uh in a very visceral way. Um but the other is the is just knowing like the knowledge right it's like the forbidden knowledge that somebody is enjoying <laughs> what they're doing a little bit too much right it's like if 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 an executioner just took a lot of relish in their job you'd be like you know i i get it i i appreciate what what you're doing i like that you uh, you know I, I i'm glad that you're taking uh you know um enjoyment and uh and satisfaction from your craft, but also, <laughs> yeah, I um, you cannot get around the fact that whatever piece of media you're consuming, you're going to question the author's intent. You want to know what kind of story they're telling, and you want to, you know, connect all of the themes together because eventually their intent, their intent, like, is just the thorough line, right? Right. Um, and so that's where I'm at like a really that's where I'm at crossroads with this series because on the one hand I love the 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 world building I and of course I want to see the uh children succeed in their adventure I want to see Rico discover the mystery behind what happened to her mom um you know the the yeah. mystery behind Reg's origins and stuff like that yeah of course um and then the other half of it is, of course, like, do I want to suffer just to get there? And <laughs> I question what what the author's intent is. Is like, is did he make this work to cause the children suffering, or did he, or 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 is it still going to be? It seems like it's just kind of like because of the way that this arc ended, the way that it just kind of left turns into a happy ending. It kind of almost feels forced, right? It feel not. It doesn't even almost feel forced. It feels very forced yes, that it's yeah. still going to be a happy, not even a happy, but just an adventure story in general, right? Is it just going to? Is it going to be ninety percent, ninety nine percent, a girl fest, but involving lots of children, um, and then the one percent? Oh, we gotta remember we're still a, we're still an adventure story. Keep going. That's 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 gonna be the like little box that we put all of this terrible stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I am confused um, because season one for sure feels like oh this is an adventure story, and then now that we've watched the movie, it's like is it an adventure story anymore? Or was it just the is it just the thin facade? You know, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like the answer is like you know it it is both right. It contains multitudes. I think that the the way that the plot is written, the way that the characters are written, um, I think there's a lot of care put into the world and uh, and the characters yeah. and their motivations and yeah. how they got so so warped. Um, I think there's some interesting discussions to be had about you know the sort of thematic implications of uh, this this mystery that exists yeah. that um, uh-huh. people are attempting to solve. Um, and it drives some people to uh, treat other human beings like uh, like objects, and how uh-huh. that the f- narrative obviously frames that as as a uh, a bad thing, right? I think yeah. in general the actual narrative remains relatively intact, 
but you can kind of just like see a you you just see a lot of the author um for better and for worse and like you know like i said for for me personally uh that is a value proposition that like just doesn't doesn't work out for me but i think for a lot of people it it will work um or they'll be able to look past it or they'll they don't really care that much um Personally, I think that the content that you see on screen is just about the most heinous animated content, really, like, short of, like, you know, uh, like, child stuff in anime, uh -huh. which you, you know exists out there, right? Um, uh -huh. Yeah, this feels like not maybe not as bad as that, or maybe as bad in a different way. I don't know. It just feels... You know, like it feels a little bit too exploitative in that it it yeah. focuses so much on it, it makes it such a such a big aspect. Personally, I just don't need to see that kind of suffering in children for me to feel like I should root for them. I don't know. Like it's it's weird, right? <laughs> it's like I like I see what you're doing, but why? And, like, the fact that all the kids look like that and, like, you know, they're, they're having to experience all these things. Like, it just, I know it's a work of fiction. I know it's a work of fiction. And that's really where I'll leave it at. I'll just, I'll leave it at, at, as a work of fiction that I just don't really personally wish to engage with. Yeah, and, and this is, and of course, all of this discussion is, like, entirely our, our bias and... Uh, like you said, there's tons of people who still enjoy the series. Um, uh, yeah, just like content warnings in case you decide that you want to watch the movies and continue on with the series after season one of the anime. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> simply, sim simply put, I I just don't really want to watch children be amputated, and I hope that's not a controversial take. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I really hope that's not a controversial take. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So um, that's prob probably a good summary uh, of what we've been up to. Um, <laughs> Shall we talk about anime? <laughs> Other anime? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's do that. All right. So we're wrapping up the spring 2022 season. Right. It has been quite um, some time since yeah. this season has wrapped up. Um, and it was interesting. There was a lot of stuff that we were interested in checking out. Um, yeah. The actual stuff that uh, that I I watched was pretty sparse, all things considered. Um, you watched a a considerable amount more, actually. You like doubled my list. Um, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's let's get into it, huh? Um, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna move this one up. I know it's lower down on the list, but um, let's talk about love after world domination first because I th I think you know uh, it, it'll this will be pretty straightforward. Um, so love after world domination is about a uh, a Sentai hero. Um, if for those of you that uh, that aren't familiar, a Sentai uh, is uh, what what is translated as a task force. Um, but basically, it's Power Rangers, right? Power Rangers comes from Super Sentai in Japan. Um, and the premise is obviously like you know it's a monster of the week thing where like the monsters show up uh, and they try to like take over the world and the the heroes transform and 
they uh they they beat up the monsters and you know it you know what you know what a power ranger is right um <laughs> and so love after world domination the premise is that it is um this world uh that is uh that has like uh, an evil organization that wants to take over the world gecko and um the uh and gelato 5 which is the the conceit that they've come up with for uh for the rangers um every sentai has like a, a um a gimmick that they go for right um <laughs> you know like mighty Morphin power rangers or like power <laughs> rangers dinos or whatever right yeah um so the um the plot is basically that uh the main the main guy of the sentai squad uh gelato red uh which i i i don't know if i, I don't remember what what the red is supposed to stand for they they're all named after like ice creams, sort of. Like, <laughs> right? Um, and I don't I don't remember what the red is supposed to be. It's red flavored, but um, red falls in love with one of the commanders of the D, of the uh, the the enemy army, um, the the Shidigami princess, and they have to uh, they get together, um, and then they try to hide their relationship from from their coworkers, and that's the show. And it yep. is pretty cute. It is pretty good. It is. Um, it is not like it's not the most impressively animated thing, but you know, it's like a it's like a rom com, and I think that the the setup of it is cute, and the uh, the characters are endearing. Like they're not the most complicated characters in the world, but they are endearing. And yeah. I I just had a good time with this overall, to be honest. Like, yeah. It's nice to turn my brain off and just kind of watch this. Yes. <laughs> like it's kinda... definitely just turn your brain off content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um if you're interested, um it it is very cute. Uh uh-huh. the one thing I will say about this anime that really stood out to me is you know how most anime has this problem where all of the adults look like children. They'll, they all look like teenagers and you're like this guy's <laughs> 35 and you're like there's no yeah. way that guy's 35, he looks 17, <laughs> right? This is the exact opposite problem where the characters like don't look like they're in high school. Like they look yeah. like they're college students, right? Like they, they're not that much older, but they're noticeably they don't feel like high school students, but then they it's revealed that they're high school students and you're like in what universe what yeah exactly especially this guy has a the, six the pack. main yeah the main female lead too is like she's out there in dominatrix like like evil bad guy wear that's like very revealing um skin tight stuff a, and then you find out she's just a high school girl it's just a, a really weird like like a really just a weird reveal. I I think I kind of know why, because like um in the later episodes, um the tension is kind of between um what she wants as as a person and what her dad wants as like uh, a minion of the of the evil army. He's like, I raised you from a baby and you became a commander. I want you to become a a, a monster commander so that you can you can bring our family pride right and i think that that plot definitely doesn't work as well if they're in college which you know obviously makes makes sense but um yeah in general i'm just like they just they just don't look or act like they're in high school um which is very funny to say (laughs) i think yeah i i i think if that's the case then you know they should have aged them down a bit in their appearance I, I think so too. I mean, I guess it's, it's whatever. They just look like they just look like what an what an anime has geared you to think an adult is supposed to look like. You know, 
<laughs> That's just where I'm at with that. Yeah, but I guess whatever. <laughs> it's a cute show. Um and uh easy to watch if you like the this kind of trope of the good guy and the bad lady falling in love. <laughs> yes, it's very it's very endearing. Um I think it's it's done pretty well. Um mm-hmm. it never feels like it's um it's like yeah, I don't know. I think because it doesn't really focus a lot on um the things that a normal like rom-com focuses on, like I think a lot of Japanese rom-coms are based around like um miscommunication and like there is a little bit of that, but I think for the most part it's just kind of two very sincere people um being in a relationship. It's like weirdly refreshing in that way. Yeah, mhm. Yeah. Um, and I like that it shows them being in the relationship and like navigating that. And it's not just like, oh no, will they, won't they for like 20 episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, that show's pretty cute. Um, I would, I would give it the seal of approval. Um, if you want, uh, just like a cute mindless rom-com to watch. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Spy X Family, which has uh, s- seemingly taken the world by storm. It's like the the big anime of the season. Um, yeah, it's taken over. Yep. Yep. Sure. Um, which revolves around a fake family that uh, consists of a spy, an assassin, and a, a an esper, a psychic child. Um, and basically, it's set in this like kind of east west germany um kind of um setting where you have two uh countries slash like a country that's split into two that have very severe tensions with uh, with each other and um the spy agent twilight's main job is to try to make sure that the world doesn't implode right um and mm. to do that uh he has been tasked with getting close to um a guy uh a very uh, influential political figure who um, is very reclusive. Uh, And so the plan is to get a child into um, the same exclusive school that, um, you know, the the government figure's child goes to. And then um, eventually uh, through, through that meeting, they will be, they will be able to meet. And then, you know, whatever kind of happens after that, um, I don't even remember if it's if it's supposed to be like he's supposed to assassinate him or whatever. I I, I just I legit do not know. Um, but what you get um, is uh, a little bit of you know this political intrigue. You get a little bit of uh, uh, of this like kind of uh, cool action show, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, a lot of it is kind of this like found family sort of like um, comedy. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's like it's funny because I think it it is um deceptively slice of lifey for how high the stakes seem to be, right? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but quite quite a large portion of the story um is basically just just this family trying to pass themselves off as a as a normal family or trying to get, you know, closer or um, you know, um the antics of Anya in school. Um and yeah, it's it's good. This is a good show. Uh, I have been following the manga for this since it uh, was like a real, a relatively like uh, little known piece. Um, maybe oh. I think I think I've been reading it since since it got published actually. Um, but 
yeah, to see it has moved up to like Shonen Jump proper from uh, I don't remember what magazine it was part of before, um, and then become an anime, and then that anime become like just exploding in popularity. You know, it's cool. Um, and I think I think it's good. Uh, the characters are very endearing. The um, the dynamic is very endearing. Like who doesn't like people love fake marriage. People love fake family. People love found family. Um, and this really kind of covers your bases with those things. And like it's funny and charming. And the animation is really good. Um, the action sequences look really cool. Like. The thing is that the manga is good, and I think it's popular for a good reason. Um, but the anime uh, really does a great job of expanding upon the manga's strengths and turning it into a piece that is like, like this is, this is like one of those things where um, the adaptation um, is like generative, right? Like it feels like the adaptation is like adding new elements to it that is improving um improving the work and that's really cool to see. Um it feels just like a lot of care and attention and craft was put into this this anime. Um especially this ac- uh, the action sequences look really really good. Yeah, I love this the way that the story is set up just seems so brilliant to me. The way that it just kind of like, it feels like it just hits all of the right notes in the way that for most of the general populace, and I imagine that this is the case, it, you'll, you'll just find something that you'll really enjoy watching, whether it's like Lloyd being a cool action spy dude or, uh, the heartwarming family sequences or any of that stuff, really. There's, there's so many angles that this, one work approaches that you can latch on to and i think that's contributed a lot to its very like it's a worldwide appeal i saw so many cosplayers for this series <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say like um this is this is really the series right like last season it was uh my dress up darling um it was last season yeah right? yeah yeah um, so last season, uh, obviously, we had um, my dress-up darling and all of the kind of, like, um, the Marine cosplays. And, like, it's cute because, like, the show is about cosplaying fictional shows and then people mm-hmm. cosplay the fictional shows in, in the in the series itself. Um, and then this season, it's, it's all your all the time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's waifu so of the season. No, it's so cute that, like, I I mean, I got to see, like, families cosplaying as the spy family. Yeah, there, there's always, <laughs> there's always, like, um, because, th- it's very funny because, like, um, in recent years, there have been a couple of, like, pretty high-profile anime um, where children are, like, um, a focus or, like, um, a big part um, of the story, um, and that really encourages like families to kind of like do group cosplays like that, which is always really yeah, cute. Yeah, um, so cute. But it's also really funny because because if you look back, the like dearth of characters for which that would be appropriate is like it becomes funnier in retrospect. Like you would <laughs> like imagine if you saw a family cosplay and the family and the family cosplay was just. Gendo Ikari Unit Zero no. One and Shinji, no. right? Like, stop you'd, it! You'd be like, no, 
<laughs> Stop it. <laughs> like there's a, a, like it's like even when you look at like shoujo series, it's really hard to find, you know, um it's really hard to find like children to cosplay and like wholesome family relationships because like a lot of times shoujo revolves around the female lead being dispossessed in some way maybe being an orphan like in fruits basket or being abused by their parents or like like motherfucking usagi drop like no you would never do that oh no 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 so um that that's very funny uh but yes um it it is i i think that it's because the characters are very like they're very charming and they have obviously a couple of traits to them but i think they kind of nail the like the gap moe of what people want in in the current uh in the current year of our lord 2022 right um hmm <laughs> People find a uh, a kind of like ditzy, clumsy um, uh, person uh, charming, but also people want to be uh, stepped on and have their spines broken by a mommy dummy. So like, oh my what if God. you could have both in one character? <laughs> I'm telling people love milfs. It's a ah! known fact. Uh... <laughs> But yes, um, the the popularity of this show uh, has taken over the internet. So, like, I mean, really, do you need us to tell you how 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 we feel about it? Like, it's good. We like it. Um, we would recommend that you watch it. Stamp of approval. Bump bump. <laughs> <laughs> I I really I don't know how much more I I have to say about that. I mean, obviously, aside from just like um, it's always really interesting when you get like a piece about you know political sort of tension and unrest um and then uh and then just sort of like in in the middle uh uh maybe not in the middle i guess but like um in the uh in the sort of political sphere that we have globally speaking that exists now like the fact that shinzo abe got shot with a homemade gun and fucking died uh yeah that that is actually fucking wild to me like i cannot believe that I I just I really didn't think that I would live to see that happen in a country like Japan of all places. Like we've had a lot of assassination attempts for presidents here, some more successful than others. Um, but like, man, it is it is usually just so like so on the level of like you know normally it's like somebody puts in progressive policies and then some like right wing wacko just like goes nuts, right? Um, it's really weird to kind of see the opposite happen where like this really terrible like um, war crime apologist grandson of the guy who did all of the war crimes in Manchuria um, and got to be prime minister for some reason gets gets basically karmic retribution like he really sowed those seeds and then fucking reaped them and like that's that's bonkers anyway let's talk about kaguya-sama okay <laughs> not to linger on that um so kaguya-sama this is the third season um 
And, uh, wow. Um, so, like, Spy X Family was obviously really good um, and, like, elevated its source material um, in a meaningful way. Um, Kaguya-sama takes that to the extreme. Um, I can't believe this, how much they, they, they improve each season. <laughs> this show went fucking bonkers. Uh, like season one, you know, uh, it, they kept things interesting with the, the angles and stuff. Um, season mm-hmm. two, they decided to like really kind of, um, uh, one up themselves. And then season three, they just went wild. And I think, I think what happened, um, was that the, the choices made for the presentation of season three have kind of a lot to do with the fact that they couldn't. Um, they didn't have the the just the sheer manpower um, to uh, have insanely high production value all the time. So what they did was they they just went in a really specific direction with it, and it works so well. And no anime is like this. It's so fucking wild. It's 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 like it's a school anime, so you wouldn't expect that they would need. A ton of animation for and pizzazz and all this kind of stuff. Like you would expect that maybe more out of like a fantasy anime or something like that, something a little more action packed or whatever, or or uh, you know supernatural or anything like that. But it's just it's a it's a daily school anime, and the effects and all of the animation is just absolutely buck wild good. Um, uh, the voice acting, of course, continues oh, it's to so be amazing. Stellar. Oh my goodness! And the story, of course, is great too. It's it just like it's just so entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah, everything about everything about Kageyama is just it's just golden. Um, because the source <laughs> material is obviously uh very is obviously very good. Um, it I like it because it takes this kind of like very formulaic um premise, and they play it for a while. And they make some small incremental like um, inches towards progress, like a like a long running rom com is kind of want to do. But where most kind of peter out in that phase, and they never really get to like a satisfying resolution. Um, Kaguya-sama gets up one day and just kind of fucking like, bam, hits the accelerator, and you just you just barrel towards the conclusion, and it's breathtaking. <laughs> And the way that the anime is depicted, I sincerely believe that um, whether the decisions to um, to add all of the memes and effects, like like the the purposefully bad fragmented artifacted green screen, the like the sequences where characters just fucking fly into space, the like uh, the like sequences where they're like you know. Um, I sincerely believe that Kagayasama is the best directed anime uh, of the year, um, and I think there's like very, like very little contention in that regard because it's like it's pretty fucking stellar, and very few things feel like it, it feels so. It feels so like interestingly, um, almost like postmodern in a way, uh, in the way that Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei was, or or in the way that something like. Um, even something like the Tatami Galaxy was. Uh, but it obviously is more grounded than those series and has a essentially moving plot, right? Mm. It feels 
the camera angles actually and the the sort of other the etherealness of um some of the shots make it feel almost like I'm um, almost like Bakemonogatari, you know? Um, it mm-hmm. has that like shaft like uh, otherworldliness to it, um, and at the same time, it's like girded, undergirded by this like really compelling and simple and straightforward story that the characters continue to make worse <laughs> for themselves, <laughs> and it's just endlessly entertaining. Um, and then, just when you think like, oh, that's like that's it, right? Um, they fucking they fucking hit you with the confession scene and it fucking takes your breath away it is literally <laughs> breathtaking and oh my god right like it is it is very difficult to be able to pull off a a climax like Kaguya-sama pulls off the climax of season 3 and what's incredible is that there's more arcs after this of Kaguya-sama, <sighs> and I hear that they're actually really good, and that's bonkers to me too. How could how 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 do they improve upon what they've already accomplished? I don't know. I have I have no idea. I feel like I vaguely heard that they might be making a movie, but I might be making that up, um, or like an OVA or something. Uh. But whatever comes next in Kaguya-sama, I am keeping a very close eye on. But, like, it's, it is incredible um, because it's not just, like, they add weird effects, right? It actually really enhances the physical comedy. Um, yes, it does. Because, like, in, in um, manga, right, you have the visual and you have um, the, the literature kind of aspect of it, right? So... You know, you can play off of those two uh, those two things, but in um, in anime, you have voice acting and you have mm-hmm. music and sound effects, and like animation can depict things that uh, are harder to depict in manga, and mm-hmm. um, in like a sort of still image format. So like, it really just takes everything and cranks it up, and the physical comedy actually becomes so funny and such an integral part of the show. And like yeah. weird shit happens all the time, and like you just you just have to accept it. They let Chica say fuck in this in this <laughs> in this season. They just let her say fuck. Are you kidding me? If there was one character that they would allow to do such a thing, <laughs> like they let her say fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> pack it up i mean like honestly this is legitimately my my pick for anime of the season and there's uh... like all the stuff we watched really really good this was just stellar it was so good <laughs> yeah i really really hope that they continue making more seasons but yeah and obviously it's up to them and whether True. they can i budget and stuff like that <laughs> i also i also don't want to undersell just how um how good the emotional impact of of the the climax and the family are oh there's man actually, it was brilliant awesome there is a the in the entire latter half of the <laughs> of the third season is basically dedicated to this school festival arc and like mm-hmm. it just throws you like gut punch after gut punch and you're like oh no i care about these characters so much <laughs> like, I, 
okay the thing is like i am i am getting older now right um i'm getting to a point where i see a lot of uh the stuff that i i I, like looked at when i was like um 17 i was like oh wow so deep so meaningful right and i look back and i'm like just like it's whatever it's fucking high school man but like (laughs) actually does make you care and it never sets the stakes so Mm -hmm. high that they're like you know um that they feel melodramatic, right? It's yeah, not like, right. oh, I'm gonna die if you don't confess to me, right? I have yeah. cancer, <laughs> and like, I only have three months left to live. But, but, um, Ishigami has already confessed to me, or whatever. It's not like that, right? It's literally just very <laughs> straightforward. It's that these characters are just at this crossroads in their life where they may have to, to like, things will change. The status quo is going to get upended, and they might have to say goodbye to each other, and they don't want to do that. And that's where a lot of the tr- drama and tension comes from. There's a very funny sequence where, like, Ishigami accidentally confesses, and and the other party is like, Oh, I'll think about it, right? And she's like, I, I don't know if I I don't know if I like him in that way. And like you just feel for the guy, right? And like the <laughs> whole last sequence with with Kaguya and Miyuki, and it's just Ooh. Chef's kiss. Mm, peak <laughs> high school romance, honestly. It's so extra, it's so over the top, and yet it makes you care. Yeah. I give a it's... shit about these characters. <laughs> I do not say that lightly. Uh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, it's that's I think that's it. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the most bonkers anime that I watched this <laughs> season. Somehow, even though I watched Kaguya this season, Birdie Wing Golf Girls Story. He, like, what the fuck? Like, sincerely, actually, what the fuck is this show, right? So, we were initially interested in this show because um, there was, like, just a really specific thing in the trailer where it seemed like they were going to pull a visual trick where the um, one of the main characters they would animate by hand um, and then one of the characters they would kind of do more CG or rotoscoping and it was supposed to represent, you know, the different styles in which they golfed. I don't think they did that on purpose. That pretty much never comes up again. But yeah, <laughs> what we did get was... <sighs> what? So what much did more. We, get? we got so much more. Like... <laughs> Think about what you would imagine a golf anime would be like. Like an anime about golf. Throw that shit in the trash! Oh my yeah, god! It, no, this, this, do not be deceived by the title of this anime. On the one hand, it does describe things that are in the anime. However, <laughs> the way that the story plays out, you would never, ever, ever guess... <laughs> So here is the thing, right? Yeah. This is an anime about golf, but it's not just an anime about golf. It is about a character named Eve who is an underground golfer. She makes her money by golfing um with with people like basically illegally uh gambling on golfing, on her golfing specifically. Like she she'll be like, "Okay, if if I beat you, I'll get this much money or whatever," right? Um yeah. And that's already kind of a bonkers place to start because, like, why would that exist? Okay, but that's like the you you started with the most normal part of the show. No, no, no. <laughs> you are correct. 
That is yeah. why I started there. That's the most normal yes. part of the show. Right, yes. Keep that in mind, listeners, though, as we proceed. <laughs> so, that's where we start. That's where we start. And then there's another character who is a golf prodigy. She's the child of two professional golf players, two of the best professional golf players to exist. Um, and she has been raised since birth to play golf. And she is probably the best young golfer. And so she enters a young golf tournament to prove that she's the best because her mom is like, um, you're going to do this. Uh, I own this golf brand and uh, doing this will make you the best golfer and it will also raise the stonks of my brand, right? And while, they're, while, while she's there in, uh, in this fictional European country, um, she meets Eve. And so they get to know each other and they golf against each other. And uh, young golf mistress is really into it. She has never felt this way before. <laughs> and so an entire, the entire tournament takes place in about two episodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And then, yes. And then they part ways. Um, and, uh, and then they're like, oh, we're going to play another game of golf. Right. Um, and, um, and young golf mistress has to be shipped back to Japan. She's from Japan. Um, Bye. Uh, and so she, uh, and so like neither of them are able to meet up um, because she has to go to Japan. So she's like, I'll wait for you here. But um, golf, uh, golf underground golfer Eve has to pay back the, the debts to the golf mafia, right? So that was how she got into this young golfers <laughs> tournament was by asking the golf mafia, right? And so she has to, <laughs> has to golf somebody. And she has to golf this sexy snake lady who she's like having a hard time golfing against until she realizes it's because this sexy golf snake lady, this golf fucking freak who's like, I will, I will use your body if you lose. <laughs> right? So like lesbianism, I guess. Right? Um, <laughs> it turns out that what she's doing is she's unzipping her bodysuit and letting her like musk out and it's affecting the other golfer's sense of balance and what the fuck <laughs> but that's not even the the most jacked up part of the show because afterwards um uh she loses uh like uh, snake golf freak loses and eve rushes to um to go to that golf uh match with uh with uh aoi who is the the japanese golf mistress and um they just miss each other, right? And so she's, like, really upset because they, oh. they couldn't meet each other, right? It's, like, this, like, Makoto Shinkai, like, misconnection thing. But, oh. um, <laughs> but then, like, but then she starts playing VR golf. Eve starts playing VR golf and finds Aoi in VR golf, and then they start playing with each other. And, and like, that's, like, a thing that happens for a bit. And then Eve has to go back to the golf mafia and play against her boss, basically, who turns out she has a mechanical arm with the bone still in, in there so that she can play <laughs> golf, but she golfs too hard and her fucking arm breaks and then Eve wins the golf shit and then golf mafia boss dies she gets fucking iced because they're in the mafia and like what what is going on what is going on in this anime <laughs> yeah um um 
And then af- after that, um, Eve uh-huh. goes to Japan, and then it becomes yes. and then it becomes a a school anime about girls playing golf, and that's like kind of where it ends for the season. I think there, I think the next season has been announced, which is crazy because the last episode ends off like they're gonna air another episode next week, and not like <laughs> and not like they're gonna the wrapping up for the season. I was like, is there another episode? No, there's not. They're just they're just like. Nope, this is it. This is it. Wait, so that, that's not. So, what we watched in when the, they're, wait, the they're, they're mid tournament. They're, they're mid tournament. They, they're mid tournament. What? And that's where they decide to leave off. It's like they don't give what? a shit. They're like, but, know, it was, but it was we know 14 episodes, right? <laughs> we know we're going to wrap up for this season, but I don't care. We're just going to play it like we're going to go all the way through. And you're like, what? So, uh, so like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> so, also, like, also, um, not to, like, uh, not to sell this as more gay than it is. This show is, like, really, really gay. Um, and I don't mean that in the, like, normal queer ba- baity way of, like, um, of, like, gay. I mean, I mean that in the kind of, like, Yuri on Ice, like, they're, they're fucking married. Kind of way, but they, they 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 didn't smooch or give each other rings like in your eyes. Never, it's not official. They didn't kiss on the <laughs> lips. But, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. She did give her a little smooch on the the but, cheek or whatever. Um, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eve kisses her on the cheek and is like, "It's very fun to watch you get flustered. And if you if we win, I'll give you more kisses. If that's what motivates you." And you're like, uh? <laughs> "I'm going insane." <laughs> Okay, it's 13 episodes. Oh my god, it did finish airing. What the? <laughs> yeah, that was the last episode. And also like also like th- literally the the manager is like, "Oh no. Like I was really into this. I can't <laughs> let them be in the same bed together." And they're like There's hmm? there's only one thing that can mean. The only thing <laughs> that can mean is that is that you perceive them as being romantically compatible. I like <laughs> I'm going to go fucking nuts. What is this show? Whatever expectations I had of this show, it continually kept breaking because the show moves at this breakneck pace where it will take what normally a, a normal sports anime will depict in a season or in six episodes, and it will do it in one or two episodes because they just cut all of the useless crap out, and they're just like, here's the most batshit parts. And you're like... Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Birdie wing golf girl story. I don't know if I want any more golf. And it's like, I do not care. You are getting more golf. You're getting more. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't know. I don't know what to, what to give as a verdict about this series. It's, I, <laughs> I don't know if it's good. I think. Okay, well, it's it's definitely not good because the pacing and the story are all over the place. But on on the other hand, it's it's the kind of not good that is super entertaining. So if you're that kind of person that likes to watch like quote unquote bad stuff, like bad movies or whatever, because they're really funny or the and that's what's deemed to you as like good content, then you will 
perhaps enjoy the absolute madness that occurs in this anime because we only actually skimmed the iceberg like 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 there is so much more to the way that they tell the story and the way that scenes are broken down that is just crazy like she had this whole like it uh, the the sequence where she is like <laughs> she's like reminiscing but she's like alone in every scene and it's it plays out kind of like a karaoke movie um with like sorrowful music playing in the background she just has a whole sequence where they just play that like just scene by scene like her standing in different parts of the city reminiscing alone um and it feels like lyrics should be playing on the bottom of the screen oh, it, it feels and, like it feels like bakamitai like the yeah it like feels the, like bakamitai video for bakamitai but also um when when sexy snake golf freak is like I'll I'll show you the pleasures of being a woman or whatever she says, right? Um, yeah. Fuck. Do you know what Eve says in response? She says someone has someone is already in my heart, and she is talking about Aoi. And <laughs> like, I just I can't make this shit up. <laughs> she also golfed. Uh, she she's she swung her club and shot the golf ball <laughs> through a train. <laughs> yes, <laughs> through a moving train. <laughs> like as in, she was on one end of of one side of the train. The train is moving, like just just horizontally, and then and then past the moving train is is the whole the hole, and she just like. Pew! <laughs> Yep, she shoots uh, her shot through a moving train. There's one yeah. where she shoots straight through a tree branch and breaks it and just powers yeah. through with sheer, I don't know, drive power. Like, yeah. this show is bonkers going. in a really yeah. similar but different way to the way that Kuroko no Basuke is ostensibly about basketball. <laughs> anyway. Would I recommend watching Bird Wing? I, if anything at all appeals to you in what we just talked about, I would highly recommend watching it because it it, it is it, it whatever expectations you have, it will somehow exceed them in the most <laughs> fantastic and bizarre way possible. There's a body count in this anime about golf. <laughs> Yeah, um that yes, I would I would agree <laughs> that if you like a, a an anime that will just exceed all of your expectations. It watch this this golf It is anime. a very off uh offbeat sports anime. So if you don't normally <laughs> like sports anime, there is a really decent <laughs> chance you will still find some enjoyment out of this. Yep. All right. All right, let's and... talk about your boy, Kungming. Let's go. <laughs> this show was a delight. It, by all accounts, like just based on the premise and everything like that, like should have been a show that was just like, kind of like Birdie Wing, honestly. <laughs> but um, it ended up not only just, it, it, but it also exceeded expectations, I should say. Um, but in a really, really 
great way, as in the quality of the story and the music and all of that was just so much better than I thought that it would be going into this anime. <laughs> yes, yeah. I yeah. think um, this anime is very clear about what it's about. Like, I think what it is, what it is about is is like written on the tin, right? Um, yeah. It is about a uh, a young sort of uh, aspiring artist getting some help to achieve their dream, right? And it really doesn't pull any surprises in that regard, right? Like the actual arc of it is is pretty clear because it's you know. Um, her sincerity and passion for her craft will carry her through and and win the day. Um, but of course, there's just like the the plot element of like ancient, um, famous romance of the three kingdoms strategist uh, Zhu Ge Liang is is her advisor, right? It has like reincarnated <laughs> isekai into into modern day Japan, um, and I think it just it just plays off its premise and central gag really well, while also maintaining this very sweet, sincere story. Um, and I think what what goes a long way to um, to the story feeling like very interesting and cohesive is that the characters are just all very charming and endearing. Of course, um, you you really sort of uh, grow to love all the characters. Um, you see a lot of their perspectives. Um, but I think the central thing about this show really is the music. So obviously, um, you know, it's about um, it's about Aiko. She's a um, kind of like an EDM esque uh, singer, and her uh, sort of goal is is to become a um, a famous singer because uh, her background was, you know, she. Uh, didn't have any kind of reason for living, and then heard this performance, and it um, it gave her a reason to live. Um, and it's it's just very nice, right? Um, but the music itself is really really good. Um, you mentioned uh, in the sampler that the uh, singing parts are done by by Kuroneko. Um, yeah, and yeah, uh, very very good. Obviously, there um, there is a lot of rapping. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it really it, it takes up quite a, a a considerable amount of the anime and yeah it's, it's really delightful actually um yeah yeah uh i think i it's really funny because i think kabataijin is a great character because he's like this like rap god but he's also this like wimpy little dude and they yes, keep, keep pointing I love it out him. too they're like <laughs> Man, he's a lot wimpier than I thought it'd be, but that's like the gap moe. Mm, off the charts, delicious, right? <laughs> so, all of that very delightful. Um, the music is is stellar. Uh, it is easily, easily, easily the best part of the show. Um, and then there's um, kind of the rest of it, which is just like um, about uh, about you know uh, romance of the three kingdoms strategist Yuge Leong and there's kind of that stuff that hits me personally about like um being born into more peaceful times um yes. kind of like mm -hmm. um he it's it's nice because he kind of gets some character development really um yeah not like super actively but you know through Aiko's growth he kind of 
you know, sees um, and reminisces about his own past. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cute that we get, we get all that stuff. Um, because- I really liked the, the, oh, sorry. Uh, I really liked the part where he um, is reminiscing about how he didn't spend enough time with his soldiers and how being here in the modern times with all his friends, with, with new friends and stuff kind of like right. made him realize, you know, I think what yeah. the important things are. <laughs> I think because because the series itself just has a lot of heart, right? A lot yeah. of it is just um it's like not like just about like, you know, how to become popular, just have, you know, uh strategist Yuge Leong help you, right? It's it's like <laughs> it's more about like what what it means to be popular, what it means to make art, what it means to make an impression on other people. Right. The fact that it's not just like um, it's not just writing songs to become popular, but writing songs because um, because they will inspire other people. They will make other people feel a certain way. Um, Writing songs because your passion is writing songs and your um, and like song songs and music save your life. Right. All that kind of stuff. I think. Mm That is really at the core, right? It's like that the sincere core of like why why a lot of people make art is is to um, share experiences with other people. So I think that's really cool. Um, and this show is this show is a delight. I think um, it is entertaining all the way through. The music is really good, um, and uh, even though it's not like the most, um, it's not the most like. Uh, unpredictable show right it's it the actual story beats are very predictable mm-hmm. um especially because they 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 basically tell you outright they like foreshadow them very obviously right yeah um but it still manages to make them feel satisfying uh because you're mm-hmm. like ooh, i want to see how they'll do it right um like all of uh all of the times that you know kong ming pulls out uh, uh, it's like talking about a stratagem, and then later it comes up, and it's like this is what the, a modern day interpretation so of that stratagem funny. would look like, and like that's so <laughs> funny and charming, and like very central to the actual like premise of the series. Yeah. Um, and then like when when you have the like the battle of the bands essentially, where they roll up on the trucks, and uh, you have Ka- like Kabe Taijin just fucking goes off. You're like, woo, yeah, yes. Very satisfying little show. Very well done, and it wraps up in a um, in a really decent place. Um, if they yeah. decided to make more of it, obviously I would watch it. Um, if mm-hmm. they don't, I'm still kind of satisfied with where it is. Um, yes, they they told a neat little story, um, and they wrapped it up pretty well. And like, obviously the animation was not like mind blowing stellar. Um, it was serviceable. But the music is really where, where the the brunt of it is, um, and they did a they did a really great job. They knocked out of the park. Yeah, yep. All right. Um. So we watched most of the Executioner and Her Way of Life, which was delightfully gay, and <laughs> um, pretty pretty interesting. Um, it feels um it feels very funny because it's like this like bucking of the of the modern isekai trend where like it has a very intricate magic system and also um it kind of cares about the world building it's a world in which isekai protagonists are common um and also about about lesbians 
the ladies fall in love like explicitly. Yeah, like it. It's got that you know it has that girls love slash Yuri tag on it, so it's not it's not pulling your leg yeah. or anything. They're actually gonna kiss. Right. Um, there's there's plausible deniability and stuff like birdie wing or whatever, but this one right. has the tag. This one has, this <laughs> so, one has the tag. Um, which is always nice. We're there. That that certainty is always nice because it is like, very. It's yes. We yell all the time about like queer baby shit and like stuff that's like, yes gay, but people refuse to believe it is even though it's extremely <laughs> homosexual um but yeah this has the tag so it kind of elides all that stuff uh entirely i would say that this show is pretty pretty good um yeah it's pretty it interesting pretty okay uh pretty well animated i would say um the story is really intriguing um i like the i like the way that the the world is built and I think it's interesting. Um, and obviously, I like that it it is kind of like a, a bucking of of the modern isekai trend. Um, we didn't finish it primarily because we just like didn't really have time to, and then Renu went off to um, go out of the country. So that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I would say, like, if you enjoyed the first three episodes, that it continues to... I mean, I I think it gets better as the story progresses. Um, becomes a lot more interesting because you get into uh, the main character's backstory. And then also uh, the world building is, like, really fascinating. Um, so I would be interested in, like, finishing it later or uh, maybe even picking up, like, the source material if it's been translated um, oh yeah for sure yeah 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 it's a it's a, a neat little a neat little story with some teeth to it it is yes it does mm -hmm. all right now would you like to tell me about uh all the stuff that you watched that i, I did watched not. many many okay i'll go through it pretty quickly because it's Pretty. Um, well, two of them are sports anime, so. <laughs> uh, so the of first course, is yeah. Ao Ashi. Yeah. Um, at first, I was going to drop it, but then they got into, uh, I think I mentioned this in the sampler, uh, his, the protagonist's being like from a poor family, and then he's wanting to be a, a pro soccer player so he can take care of, so that his mom doesn't have to work so hard as a single parent. And. And then he has a brother who supports him, and it just hit me in all the the, the emotions. Um, so I want I want him to succeed, and it's interesting because so he starts off as a very typical you know shonen protagonist, right? He uh, loves being the forward in the soccer team, which means that he's part of the offense most of the time. So he's like deep. He's he's generally like in the front lines, right? As a forward, obviously. Um, their goal, their main goal is generally to score goals, right? Um, but the, the twist, I guess, that occurs actually quite a bit later into the season is that he kind of sucks at it, even though, <laughs> um, he's like, he's generally improving and actually improving really quickly. Um, the coach notices that this protagonist has actually a really really good like vision of the field like almost like an eagle's eye view of like where like spaces are like vulnerable or open and things like that and like rather than having him as a forward it would kind of feel like a waste 
he wants he he puts uh the character like on the defense as a fullback where he can like uh have a broader view of the field and be able to basically be the shot caller right and my man's hates this my man's wants to be the hero he wants to be the 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 cool guy scoring all the goals gets all the attention and on all that kind of stuff and so um, I kind of like watching this shonen protagonist type of character get put in his place. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this, it happens so many times in this anime. And I think that's like one of the reasons why I really like it is it doesn't just enable this like punk attitude or whatever. It, it really like helps this kid mature into a team player and, uh, and hopefully eventually into a, a, a mature soccer player. But, um, yeah, he gets he gets slapped down a whole lot, but you uh end up kind of rooting for him because he his heart is in the right place and he keeps working really really hard towards his goal. He doesn't, you know, give up and all that kind of stuff. So. Right. Yeah. Um I like it. I'll I'll I'm still watching it cuz it's continuing. Um and uh yeah. Uh so next is Reman's Club, which um uh is finished um it i would say is a more approachable sports anime it's not that shonen type of sports anime um it's actually only half about the sport and then half about a salaryman's life like they i think they actually straddle the the balance like pretty Mm. well um and so i think that's why it's entertaining because it isn't just about uh the badminton. <laughs> it's about the fact that they're salarymen playing badminton. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, no, it was it was really entertaining. Um, I think uh, I I almost wanted them to have a little more time uh, to dig deeper into the characters and like kind of flesh them out more. Um, as it stands, it's a little bit shallow, but it's still just overall like a nice light watch and the animation is really really good hmm. um nice. so if you want an approachable sports anime yeah um this one isn't just about sports <laughs> listen we love any we love any sort of storied genre that uh uh-huh. makes a <laughs> that is suddenly about like uh middle-aged men i don't know what it is but anytime you I have it. anytime you have a genre <laughs> that's like you know normally for like uh uh boys uh, like young boys or or younger women and then yeah. you're just like okay but what if we made like salary men do it i'm like oh, all right sign me up yes yeah no my investment was already there as soon as they said that it was going to be about salary men playing badman i was like yes 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 <laughs> Um, and yeah, it is. It is actually that uh, it is about salary men. So sometimes it's about um, them needing to make a sales presentation, and sometimes it's about my man's has uh, achy knees and he can't play. <laughs> and some you the love other to, to cover see it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So next, uh, I wa- I also watched uh, Dance Dance Danceur. Um, that one is technically finished, but it leaves off on the, and the story continues kind of ending, uh-huh. um, because, you know, the, the source material continues, but, oh my god, the, so the beginning of the story that 
uh, you and I both watched was like very lighthearted. I mean, this dude just wants to dance. I mean, aside from, you know, him losing his father and everything right. um, and him battling with that. Uh, the the general tone of the story was very light. It's like he just wants to get over. He, you want him to just get over his insecurities and become a dancer because that's what it feels like he's meant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the story, the way that it plays out is interesting because every time that I thought it was going to go in a certain direction, it just deviates just slightly in a way that feels like it's truer to what the 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 story, like the author's intent is. And so you're kind of kept on your toes because it's not just like a predictable path for the story. And it doesn't also feel like they're just kind of subverting it for subversion's sake, right? Hmm. Um, and um, so one example I would say is like, they kind of like hint at, uh, I don't know if you... If they introduce him, I think they probably showed him in the intro or the ending, but there was like a silver haired character with blue eyes, right? Um, and he looks kind of yes. like that broody, like, yeah, like that, that mysterious, like he's probably got some, some stuff going on with him, right? Uh huh. Um, this is the trauma character. <laughs> oh my. This is the character that has been through the trauma. And, uh, rather than, I mean, Rather than like uh how I've seen it in other types of series where they kind of just like drag on about it and become re- like repeated over and over again like like this character has been through trauma mm-hmm. they kind of um they do a little bit of that, but then they tackle it like face first, which I found kind of refreshing hmm. in terms of like the way that they show it they uh inch you into it as the main character kind of learns about it, but then it just, like, throws the door wide open into, oh, this uh, this teenage boy was raised to be a dancer by his grandmother who wanted her daughter to be a dancer, but her daughter ran away, and so she imposed all of those feelings onto her grandson. Ah. Uh. In the most harsh and abusive way possible. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Because it is it is not an easy thing to become a ballet dancer. And she did it in the what they termed in the story as the old fashioned ways, like the old ways, right? Mm, um yeah. and uh you you kind of get to see like I said, the the door kind of cracks open and into what he went through when he um is trying to help the main character um do some stretches and like increase his flexibility and he kind of like pushes the main character too hard in a way that would actually have injured him and then the mm. teachers have to like stop him and they're like no we don't do that anymore that's that's the old way but that's you're going you're going to hurt him and the the character the traumatized <laughs> luo <laughs> from Justin by name luo is kind of taken aback because he feels like if anyone is going to talk down on the way that his grandmother raised him, that it's kind of a denial of his own abilities as a dancer because he credits his abilities and his, like his, uh, his skill, right? Because all the characters in the show acknowledge how amazing he is as a dancer, his skill to her treatment of him, 
So even though it was absolutely horrible, he doesn't want anyone talking down on that because that's that's what made him who he is. And if he doesn't have that, then he doesn't have anything because his mother ran out on him, mm, right? Yeah. Um. So his grandmother is basically all that he has. And then there's like, it, it just like... <laughs> There's also like a love triangle, of course, in this in the show, and so it's very much like old school shojo vibes. Of there's a lot of drama going around with these kids, but also I think it, for the most part, straddles the line well of uh, keeping it lighthearted and um in in times where it should be to have like a breath of fresh air <laughs> and then uh also addressing the fact that these kids uh I mean particularly Luo got really messed up mm-hmm. and how that is kind of having a ripple effect amongst uh the other two characters who are invested in his well-being um but uh it's it feels like a very honest kind of take on the whole situation like kind of like i don't know like like whiplash or whatever right that that movie um and it, it also like treats the other characters in a very like the main character gets called out a bunch too for uh talking down on classical dancing and that kind of thing like he and um i wish that there was some kind of resolution <laughs> right yeah to anything (laughs) it it legitimately ends with uh the the main character and uh the female lead during the season had acknowledged each other's feelings and they started going out but then luo's trauma door opened wide and he was with his grandmother he ran away to, to his grandmother's and uh the female lead ends up staying with Luo and the main character gets dumped <laughs> and and then he goes to I think high school or no he goes to he he, go, he graduates or whatever and it just and that's how it ends and that's oh. how the season ends <laughs> ah. he just it, it ends with him dancing happily at his new school or whatever <laughs> I I see <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe read the manga, but the the animation was actually really, really pretty. Um, they go out of their way to show diagrammatically what a bad dancer does and what a good dancer does. Wow. And yeah, I I loved it. It was very educational. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's a it's a good series. Definitely some drama. <laughs> But you will learn about dancing, that's for sure. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and f- yeah, yeah. So finally, um, I watched most of this until I couldn't watch anymore. Uh, heroin tarumo no kiraware heroin to naisho no oshigoto. Um, so this show was the one that we complained about in the sampler i think yes yeah about like yep. yeah the 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 main girl she's so lovable she's got she's got bushy eyebrows and then uh a lovely personality of course and then the two 
male leads whom we absolutely despise. We yep, we hate um, those male leads. <laughs> we, they so they do go the route of them kind of slowly but surely becoming more fond of the female lead because of course they would because she's amazing. Um and at one point she ends up injuring herself trying to help them during like uh, a fan meetup thing um and the thing is is that she's at this school to run track and field and so her her injuring her uh i think it was like her leg or her ankle was a huge deal um and uh it made me dislike these boys even more even though they didn't actually do anything to to cause this um (laughs) listen those boys are just the worst yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> then, then, so the story we we liked it for the main lead, female lead, but we also liked it because she had cute female friends, right? They they were supportive yes. and and so lovely. This is the part where I dropped the anime, which is the big <laughs> reveal. Oh no! Um, the whole time. Uh, you are given these little crumbs about how there's this uh adoring fan or whatever who likes to send the boys letters, right? Um, the uh, oh god, lip and lip or whatever their their group name. <laughs> um, and the letters sound really sweet, so no red flags there, but eventually you learn that the person sending the letters is the female friend with the glasses. (laughs) Yeah. And she hates the main character and is out to destroy her. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And that's when I stopped watching. I was like, that's enough. I can't take this anime anymore. I just, I don't want to see the main lead develop feelings for the other two main boys i don't want to see them fall in love with her even though she's a queen and she 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 could stomp all over them i definitely don't want to see the friends betray her (laughs) or one of the friends betray her like i i know that probably you know the um the sort of like arc of <laughs> it's actually really like it's actually really quite a uh, a predictable show in in the sense that you know exactly what's going to happen it kind of tells you yeah um yeah and you know that the arc is going to be like um she's eventually going to be like oh you know uh, we're, we're we can be friends still like i should never have let a boy get between us or whatever yeah um but like i don't want to watch them fight in the first place i these boys are so not worth fighting yes that's over. exactly <laughs> they're not worth it what oh oh my oh my god and they, they they also do this whole like uh oh i forget the the movie the the teen romance movie um where they make over the female lead and suddenly she's hot and the boys are like oh, oh no uh, they do that to the main girl She reverts. She, she. I think for the most part reverts back to her original appearance afterwards because she's like, I got, I got work to do, y'all. <laughs> uh huh. But yeah, um, they did that. 
as well. Oh, um, boo. Boo. Nobody wants to see that. Um, I from what I hear from other reviews is that the season kind of just ends very rushed to kind of like very quickly wrap up the conflict with the friend and all that kind of stuff. But mm. <sighs> yeah, that's gonna be a no from me. I think. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was just going to be a no, but I just, I wanted to see how, where they would go with the, the, I don't know, how, 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 how much will these boys make me hate them kind of avenue? And then instead, they decided to try and make me hate the friend, and I just couldn't deal with that. (laughs) Listen, we like her. Yeah. We don't want to have to not like her. Yeah, we don't want to find out that she's obsessed with these two dorks that we hate. <laughs> it's the worst. Okay, well, <laughs> is that the last thing that you watched that I didn't? That is the last thing I watched. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we actually wrapped up uh, a little faster than I thought. I thought we would be talking so? in the prelude for forever. <laughs> I was honestly, I was afraid that we would have to... Um, to split this up into two parts, but actually I think it'll fit into one. So that's nice. I think we'll be all right, yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, um, in that case, uh, who are you? Where can we find you on the internet? Hello, I am Renu, also known as Swan. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook and Twitch and all that kind of stuff at Swan Drawn. You can find me on Instagram at swan.drawn. I will be working on art because I have one last convention uh, during Labor Day weekend. So that'll, uh, I'm working towards that. That'll be what it was going down. Um, I also stream every Friday evening on Twitch. Uh, I think I'm still going to be playing more DMC. I'm almost at the end, dude. I, oh my I reached God. like floor like ninety nine out of a hundred. Oh my God! <laughs> I forgot about I, this. Yes, I I I can see victory on the horizon. <laughs> so if you want to see me get my butt kicked over and over again in this game, um, maybe drop by. <laughs> I see. Yeah. What about you? Well, uh, you can find me all the places uh, at Literal Swoop. Uh, I have been, at least on the internet, um, I've mostly been doing uh, what I usually do. You know, we we got back to doing Ace Attorney streams uh, now that you're back in the country. Um, uh, I've got back to doing the tier list streams that I do with my friends. And that's nice. Um, we are currently on Wizards Part... So we finish Wizards Part 1, and then we'll see if Part 2 is the end or not. I suspect we may have to go into a Part 3, just because Wizards have so many subclasses, and... <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's, that's, uh, that's nice. That's fun. Um, I'm... 
thinking about what we're going to do after we finish Artificer, which is the last class that we have to rank. Um, they did just announce uh, the D&D, um, what is it, the one D&D stuff, um, which is like online integration. And I think they're going to do a, a revised version of the rule book, which is interesting. Um, speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, I have... Um, I have both been getting a lot of support and flack from the internet because I recently, um, a couple of days ago, I made a thread about, you know, the ways in which um, D&D encourages you to engage with its combat mechanics, and people took a lot of offense to that. <laughs> um, oh, you stirred up a little Twitter controversy? I, I did. <laughs> I, I stirred up a little, a little Twitter controversy um, because... Uh, you know, because because people hear something that they don't like, and they they are naturally going to have uh, strong opinions about it. And I have strong opinions about you know D and D too. Um, but like it is it is very funny because it's one of those things where you try to very clearly say one thing, and no matter how you put it, people will take it the incorrect way. <laughs> They'll just read their own meaning into it, and it's just that's just how communication works. To be honest, um, there's not a lot you can do about that. Um, it's a lot of people putting words in my mouth, which is always really funny. I'm just like, <laughs> so you're a D&D hater, are you? I'm like, no, no, I actually kind of like D&D, actually. <laughs> actually, I devote a lot of time and energy to my love for D&D and playing D&D. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's that's very funny. Um, uh, I have quite a lot of thoughts about the way that D&D works as a game. But people just don't seem that interested in in thinking about it that way. Um, they would, they would much rather just because um, it's like you and I come from a background of um, of role playing, right? Yeah. So when I started playing in D anD D, I had that under my belt, and yeah, it was something that really really helped me a lot. Um, but a lot of people yeah. don't have that. And it can be harder for them to know how to do things in the game if they don't have rules for it. And D&D has a lot of rules for combat and not that many rules for things that aren't combat. Um, but anyway, yeah. uh, I'm not going to rehash that whole thing. Um, everybody knows I have strong opinions about things. But uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my notifications, I think they're just starting to peter out now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like my Twitter doesn't even really send me notifications to my phone anymore because it's like, you're not going to want all these, these little blips. And I'm like, you're right, Twitter. I don't want all these blips. I don't need all these blips. People are yelling at me. That's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but a lot of, a lot of people also are, are, you know, uh, they understand what I'm trying to say, which is nice. But, uh, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about D and D generally. So, um, there's that, uh. Other than that, I'm really not up to much. I'm going to play more Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, obviously, uh, the um, the new patch um, the new patch is going to drop soon. I think within the week, so I will probably be busy doing that. That'll probably mm. occupy me for a day or two. Nice. Yeah, August twenty third. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's when I'll be doing that. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. They're gonna drop some uh some content. 
some continuation of main story quest and some raids and uh, trials and stuff. And I'm going to have a good time. Um, <laughs> going to have a good time with it. All right. That's all I'm up to. I've also been reading <laughs> a lot of Webtoons recently just because um, it's really easy to read Webtoons at work because they're formatted for your phone. And manga is not. Manga has tiny text <laughs> and is paneled to be read on a page, which, yeah. this, which this is decidedly smaller than. Um, <laughs> so the webtoon is nice. Um, I've read a lot. I've been reading a lot of. Uh, I've been reading a, lo- a lot of like villainous webtoon stuff. Obviously, I started mm-hmm. reading a uh, a Chinese webtoon called "Cheating Men Must Die," which is pretty pretty entertaining. Oh, um, it it's basically a uh, it's like an isekai kind of, but it's like an isekai like broad. Um, so it's basically about this girl that and uh is a um like an agent of some some kind like an organizational agent and what she does is she goes into she goes and possesses um secondary female leads uh or spurned female characters in media properties um all of which are obviously fictional right they're fictional in the context but um she goes into those worlds and and gets justice for the for the second lead right so it's a lot of like um, when you have like a uh, a story that's like, um, oh, I am betrothed to this person, but I don't love them. I love you, random person, right? And mm-hmm. then it's just it's justice for the spurned. Ones. It's it's pretty much the same exact thing as the villainous, but um, from a slightly different angle, which I think is interesting. Um, there's like four hundred chapters, so I've been making my way through that. Oh my word. <laughs> You, if if there's anything you can say, it it is that there is a lot of it, and it's pretty pretty entertaining. Uh, at least one of <laughs> at least one of them is like pretty pretty gay, in in nice. like a lesbian way. Anyway, nice. No, no, nice. All right. <laughs> well, um, great. We'll see you um, probably at some point. Honestly. We we're like we're like waking up like from hibernation, so I have no idea when the next episode will come out. Um, but yes, I think I think we are going to try to do a sampler. I know it's a little late for a sampler in this in this season, like later than usual, because normally we release a sampler and we're like halfway through the season. This time we're like almost done with the season, <laughs> but we'll we'll do a sampler anyway. We'll talk about all the anime and stuff. Um, so we're good to, we're just gonna be on a weird irregular schedule for a while. Like episodes will come when they come, and then eventually we'll we'll normalize back to our weird schedule of technically yeah. once a month. So yeah, we just have some catch up to do. We just have a little <laughs> bit of catch up to do. Um, it's just the just the way it goes. Wouldn't want to mm-hmm. leave you hanging too long. Please remember that we <laughs> exist. <laughs> All right. Well. Our opening is by Scotty Network, and our ending is by Takuma Okada. And the patrons that we are thanking uh, this month are... Oh, my God, it's been so long I forgot to pull up the Patreon page. Oops. Uh- Oops. Let's just... Uh, how the fuck do I log out of Patreon? Oh, my God. <laughs> Patreon, please, I beg of you. 
Oh my god, how did this site get worse? <laughs> wait, 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 I found it. It's in the bottom left now. How did this, how did they, <laughs> how did they make the UI of the site worse? How is this possible? <laughs> okay, the patrons, we are thanking this episode are Evan Williams, Magpie Miratest, Claire Frostfall, Sean Dad, Cherubel, Dylan Boats. Um anyone, anyone else? Anyone else? Nope. Uh, that's it. Thank you so much for yeah. your continued support, even in our uh, even in our off time, our dire hour of need. Yes, especially as Soupy gets cancelled by D and D Twitter. <laughs> I'm getting cancelled for my toxic tweets. <laughs> How dare you? Try and disparage D&D. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to cancel me. <laughs> yeah, well, thank, thank you so much for your support. Uh, and we will we'll see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>